Good morning and welcome to Friday morning, February the 23rd in 2024 on When I Rise. Today we come to the end of year B, the second Sunday in Lent, and on the Friday of the week, I'd like to take a look at the gospel passage, which comes to us from this week from the Revised Common Lectionary in this week of the church's calendar year. So we find ourselves back in the Gospel of Mark. We're going to advance a little bit further. Mark chapter 8, verses 31 through 38. So let me read that passage, provide a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making us part of your morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Mark chapter 8, verses 31 through 38. Jesus now began to teach them something new. There's big trouble in store for the Son of Man, he said. The elders, the chief priests, and the scribes are going to reject him. He'll be killed, and after three days he'll be raised. He said all this quite explicitly. At this, Peter took him aside and started to scold him. But he turned around, saw the disciples, and scolded Peter. Get behind me, accuser, he said. You're thinking human thoughts, not God's thoughts. He called the crowd to him with his disciples. If any of you want to come to the new way I'm going, he said, you must say no to your own selves, pick up your cross and follow me. Yes, if you want to save your life, you'll lose it. But if you lose your life because of me and the message, you'll save it. After all, what use is it to win the whole world and lose your life? What can you give in exchange for your life? If you're ashamed of me and my words in this cheating and sinning generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of you when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. This is a word of God for us. All right, so this is a critical part of uh, Mark's gospel. It seems to be one of the central pieces very middle of it and things begin to work out from here this is kind of the the bullseye of his proclamation and uh, this has got a unique flavor to jesus's teaching and it seems like he wants to bring people to a place of commitment now commitment doesn't happen at the start right if you are familiar with the science of sales funnels uh, for businesses or for sales persons out there uh, you know that they know that commitment is at the very end of a long process of trying to bring an awareness what uh, you might want to sell to somebody else. So sales funding actually begins with curiosity. Uh, you actually try to stoke people's curiosity and interest in what you might be able to, to bring them. Okay. And then from there, you begin to bring them to enlightenment, right? So let's say this, someone's looking for a new car um, in your car lot. So you begin to kind of tell all the different makes and models that you have, and then that gets maybe them on the property. And then, so you begin to enlighten them about their options, what this car's features are, this car's features are, so you give them some options, right? But you enlighten them to make an informed decision and, and really the sale or the commitment commitment happens at the very end. So there's curiosity, there's enlightenment, and then there's commitment. Well, it seems like up to now, I mean, Jesus has been ministering for quite a long time, hasn't he? He's been doing miracles. Uh, he's been telling new teaching, right? And uh, at the very beginning of our passage, he adds another flavor to his teaching and to the enlightenment piece of the process of making a disciple. 
he talks about his own suffering. He talks about how there's going to be some great difficulty for him and, and by extension, some of his followers. And this seems to catch Peter off guard. He didn't know this was part of the algebra of following Jesus. And so Jesus sets him straight. And then Jesus gives his commitment speech. He says, if you want to follow after me, you must you know, take up your cross and follow me. And he talks about an even greater stake. He says that um, if you... Uh, want to forfeit your own life to gain the whole world that's up to you but uh, why would you want to forfeit your own life uh, you need to follow after me because I'm gonna I'm gonna rescue your life I don't I don't want you to waste it away uh, but if you follow me your life won't be wasted right and so I think this is an important um, passage for us to grapple with in the season of Lent Lent is this time where we you know don't just talk about the periphery issues of faith but we actually talk about the things that matter the most and uh, one of the things that we need to be aware of during the season of Lent at, at some point in our life is to say, how's my life adding up? Is it adding up to the best things? Am I donating my time that I have for this one life that I get to live uh, for trivial things or for significance? And it's not so that we can feel better about ourselves necessarily, but it is to kind of honor the dignity that's been ascribed on all people. Uh, we've been created in the image of God. God is... He's loaned us this life. And uh, I think one of the things that we need to sort through is when I look back at all things and, you know, get some critical distance about how I've been living life, um, could I justify that I, I, you know, lived to the fullest, that I've somehow donated my best uh, to the best things in this life around us? And so I think that, that we need to grapple and listen to these teachings of Jesus once again. And once, and once again, to kind of you know, reckon Jesus wasn't just here to like give us data about faith, but he wants our life to be lived to its fullest. Um, in another place in John 10, 10, another famous passage, uh, Jesus says what he's offering, if you're curious, what he's offering is life to the full. And then he will enlighten us about what all that means. But ultimately it comes back to this, this, uh, this category of commitment. Do we want to be committed to Jesus, to follow him? and to take upon his life because that might lead us to like cast off some things about our life in order to be able to follow him more fully and faithfully and so with those things in mind let's spend some time praying to our god this morning father son and holy spirit we thank you that jesus calls us to deeper commitment and we know that this is not uh, arduous, it's not unnecessary, but it's actually something critical for the flourishing of life. And we thank you that Jesus, we find within you the benevolent God who leads us to repentance because of your kindness. And so we know that when we take up your yoke and when we follow you, that uh, it might come with challenges. It may lead us towards hardship, but it ultimately is going to be seasoned with salt. It's going to be full of grace and it's going to be the place where life is truly life. We get to experience life at its very depths. So we thank you for the invitation. We thank you that you've stoked our curiosity. We thank you that you've taught us your ways. And so as you seek for commitment now, may you find eager hearts within us who seek to follow you and to embrace the life that you want to give us. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. <music>